The world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard. Fear no evil. Get yours today, only at LipstickBodyguard.com. Stand by. Roll intro in three, two... Opposites are things that are as different as can be Come on and learn some opposites with me Being a counterthinker means at its most foundational terms, thinking and acting in direct opposition to the mainstream crowd. In practice, it means watching what everybody else is doing and then doing the exact opposite. This week, I'd like to share three simple counterthink tactics with you. You've got my personal permission to use each of them to kick your competitor's ass, if you listen closely enough to pick them out. Let's see how you do. Counterthink has proven itself to be an exceptionally effective tactic. It's simple, almost elegantly so, but it's also not easy to master. And that's likely because it's so directly opposed to our natural human nature. Counterthink also requires you to risk unpopularity, challenge many of the very things that you, your colleagues, and society in general hold dear. Trends, standard practices, benchmarks, traditions, established norms, and conventional wisdom. And it even demands you confront your fears, both those unique to your own psyche and those common to all of us. Current science tells us we were only born with two natural fears, fear of sudden loud noises and fear of falling. Most of our fears we learned from others, and a few were believed to be predisposed. One of those predisposed fears is our fear of the unknown. And when it comes to learning to think and act like a counterthinker, this simple fear can translate into the greatest roadblock of all and the hardest to overcome. There's an old Italian proverb that tells the problem we all must confront when faced with the unknown. Now, I've heard many variations, but the one I learned as a child goes like this. Chi laschia la strada vecchia per la nuova, sa quello che laschia, ma non so quello che trova. Loosely translated, who leaves the old road for the new, knows what he leaves behind, knows not what he will find. By nature, we tend to cling to what is familiar, almost reverently, and shy away from what is unfamiliar. When given the choice between the known and the unknown, most people will choose the familiar, regardless of how counterproductive, unprofitable, or shitty it might be. I know of no greater opportunity killer. During the production of the 1982 blockbuster movie E.T. Extraterrestrial, Amblin Productions approached Mars Incorporated about a possible tie-in between M&Ms and the film. The producers of the film, including Steven Spielberg, wanted their lovable little space creature to be lured from the shadows by the iconic, colorful, candy-coated, melts-in-your-mouth-not-in-your-hand milk chocolate treats. For Mars, the decision to go made perfect business and marketing sense. M&M's candies were already being sold in the concession stands of damn near every movie theater in the country, and positioning their product as the favorite snack of both Earthlings and aliens alike could only mean one thing, a huge bump in sales. A no-brainer, right? 
Mars' response was a flat-out no. Why? No one really knows for sure. Or if they do, they're happy to keep the details a secret. My guess? Mars being the size it is, it's very likely that its advertising budget was already in place and locked for that year, and no one in command had either the foresight or the balls to challenge the bean counters to up the ante. Or maybe it's simply the old-school mentality. This is how it's always been done caused them to be leery of dealing with such a new advertising medium. You have to understand that the concept of paid product placement in the movies was new at that point in time. Well, specifics aside, it all comes back to fear of the unknown. Fear of loss is a far more powerful psychological motivator than the possibility of gain. It's called loss aversion, and it's powerful as hell. The outcome of Mars' boneheaded decision was inevitable once Hershey got its turn at bat. M&M's was replaced by Reese's Pieces in the script. And within two weeks of the movie's premiere, Reese's Pieces, up until then the candy equivalent of the forgotten ugly stepchild, hardly known by the U.S. candy-consuming public, were suddenly being gobbled up by the shitload. There's a moral to be learned here. It's the same moral you'll find repeated in any number of life stories, including a classic told for decades by just about every motivational speaker I've ever known. It goes something like this. Every morning on the plains of the Serengeti, a gazelle awakens and begins to run. The gazelle knows it must run faster than the fastest lion, or it'll be killed and eaten. Every morning on that same plain, a lion wakes. The lion knows it must outrun at least the slowest gazelle, or it'll surely starve to death. The moral? It doesn't matter whether you're the lion or the gazelle. When the sun comes up, you better be running. If you want to succeed at anything, you have to hit the ground running, which means you're going to have to put aside your fears and think some thoughts, make some decisions, and do some things that will push you outside of your comfort zone. Opportunity is rarely convenient. There's never going to be enough time or enough money. There are times when you're just going to have to do the best you can with what you've got right where you are. Don't wait for opportunity to fall from the sky, either. Go out in search of it. Look for gaps and flaws in an existing product, service, or delivery system. Then figure out how to fill those gaps. Which is exactly how I, a young, opportunistic, smart-ass upstart, operating out of the living room of a rented house with barely enough seed money to turn on the telephone and no formal training in business, founded my first company, a small boutique medical research firm. In less than two years, we were kicking Goliath's ass, gobbling up huge amounts of market share right under the noses of the huge old-school multinationals. By the time they realized what the hell was happening, it was way too late for them to react. We wiped the floor with them. Lean, mean, and quick acting beats big, bloated, and sluggish every time. Well, just in case you missed any of them, here are all three tactics spelled out. Number one, prepare yourself and your business to seize opportunity. Number two, resist your natural tendency to cling to the familiar. Embrace new ways of doing things. And number three, when opportunity presents itself, don't vacillate, jump on it. Because if you get stuck on any one of these tactics and fall back into your natural tendencies, you'll likely miss out. 
Because whether you realize it or not, some smart-ass upstart like me is already out there, eyeing up your candy. This is Alexander Berardi reminding you, master these tools, adopt this new mindset, and you too can change your income, change your outcomes, and maybe even change the course of history. I hope you'll join me again next week on CounterThink as we continue to uncover creative new solutions to age-old problems by exploring the opposite side of everything. Yes is the opposite of no. Fast is the opposite of slow. Happy is the opposite of sad. And good is the opposite of bad. Early is the opposite of late. Crooked is the opposite of straight. In is the opposite of out, and quiet is the opposite of loud. Opposites are things that are as different as can be. I'm so glad you learned some opposites with me. All right, that's a wrap.